Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Energy News Beat Podcast. My name's Stu Turley, President and CEO of the Sandstone Group. Have you ever been trying to do a deal and you have absolutely no idea if that deal is any good? Well, I can tell you if it is or not in the oil and gas space, you got to have the right tools. When you have the right tools, then you can go out and you can go out and check and see if it's the offsetting wells. If it is anything that is like not been producing anything for years, oh, I've got some swampland with an oil well on it. You don't want to invest in that. I happen to have the co-founder and CEO of Well Database, John Farrell here, and we're going to talk about the M&A and deals and how we evaluate some things in the oil and gas space. Welcome, John. Thank you very much for stopping by. Oh, thank you, Stuart. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it and looking forward to it. I'll tell you what, you get to see the eyeballs of almost every single well that's out there with your data. It's some cool stuff. Michael Tanner and I, a little inside baseball, we've been using your stuff and I love it. Oh, thank you so much. No, you're right. It's uh, it is something that I couldn't even fathom what it would be like to actually get in the data as deep as I have, and uh, I, everything from the comical um, errors in the public side of the data that we, I mean, <laughs> we have code. You, you guys would crack up if you saw some of the comments in our code. How many times you see? I don't know why the railroad commission is doing this, but we have to work with it, and so. Uh, yeah, the, touching the data uh, to get deep and, and, you know, really intimate with the data, we'll say, has been a, a eye-opening, to say the least, but honestly, super enjoyable and, and really interesting. Well, at Well Database, um, when we're looking at, we also use uh, little, uh, you know, we use combo curves. We take your data, we evaluate the offset, the amount of stuff that's just raw stuff in the formations you can sort by formations, you can sort by company, EMP operator, you can sort by just about anything you need. And then all of a sudden, oh, wait a minute, orphan wells come in. There's some ESG things going on and everything else. And I'm like, tell us a little bit about how you got all of this kind of stuff. And we're going to start going into the markets here in a little bit, but there's right. layers after layers. And one <laughs> other really cool thing that I love is Michael will work on the deals. And then he'll share the project with me because I'm too stupid to sit back and take a look at that project and and go redo it. But while he's even in real time, he shares with me the project and then I can go in deeper later mm -hmm. and, and go drill down. But anyway, sorry about that. the no. questions I just sent to you. <laughs> I'll start with three. Number three. No, uh, the, uh, the fact of the matter is. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much data out there and, and it's really been kind of an organic way that we've built our product. And, and, and offhand, that's a great thing. But the, the organic way really worked out that people would come to us and say, well, I need to see a type curve by operator. Like, OK, well, that's that's easy enough. We can aggregate the data, make a type curve by operator. That's cool. And someone says, well, OK, we need to normalize it by lateral length. OK, we can do that. And then like, well, let's break this down by GOR. Let's look at the different fields in this area. I mean, different people are right. we're attacking the data at every direction. And so after like a number of times that we kept like kind of adding feature or feature, we like, okay, let's take a step back and let's get all of our data. Um, we already had it in really clean data model. It was, you know, they like to term analytic ready because we had it all normalized, all cleansed and, and all that thing. So anyway, what we ended up doing was building basically the ultimate tool that allows you to kind of control your view. So if you want to group by fields, if you want to group by yep by operators you want to group by that well type that we define based off of gas oil ratios 
then you can do it and then get all of the views that, you know, again, people are like, I want to see a type curve by operator, but I might want to see production by gas oil ratio. But now we just do, you've got all the, the toggles at your hand. So you pick how you want to group it and then pick your visualization right. and you're off to the races. And we started with production, which is still one of the biggest things people talk about. But as right. we kind of grew our data set more and more, we started getting people wanting to look at different permitting activity because permits are, you know, people throw that around, show me the permits. Well, permits come in different flavors and in different reasons and different. I mean, it, there are new wells, there's workovers, there's recompletes. I mean, there's a right. million reasons to permit. So, again, depending on what you're looking for, you need those same toggles. You need to be able to flip these things on right. and off and see, look at different directions. Uh, and then we expanded into the completions, into frac data. We got into um, injection so that water people working at water floods can do uh, injection things and, and try yep. to um, compare that with production. And then uh, even on the ESG side, you brought it up, um, the disposition side where the flaring falls into. Again, we're looking Absolutely. at all the same type of visualizations, just with different data. And so what we did when we stepped back is that we basically made this platform that you break down the data any way you want. And then the collaboration part was something I think was sorely lacking in this industry, being able to to uh, take different um, kind of different areas of, of interest and, and right. you do your job and Mike does his job, and, but still you put it in a project and everybody can see everything and it's great. So um, no, I appreciate your, your kind words, but it definitely was an evolution. It was really interesting that it didn't exist in this manner uh, in the past and it still doesn't outside of well the database. How long did you, uh, how long has uh, Well Database been in, I guess, morphing or evolution? <laughs> That's a good story. The, uh, we actually started our first line of code in 2008. Oh. So it's been a long time ago, but um, we were heavily built on automation. Uh, we didn't want to have a big headcount, like, you know, hundreds of people right. on a data team grabbing data. We wanted to automate the processes. So we spent years, I mean, literally years building back-end systems and not having a public-facing product. Um, wow. And so it was a night labor of love. Um, but so that was uh, 2008, 2012, we released our first customer facing product. And 2015 is when we did that kind of start of the analytics engine that you see today. So wow. in reality, 2012 was our very first release. 2015 is really when we kind of went in the current current iteration. Um, so it's been some time. You know, and Michael Tanner uh, is uh, absolutely a hoot. He's he's well aware of your product. He's used it for uh, he's a bit of a freak. Uh, and I I <laughs> I would love to just do a Vulcan mind melt on him and take all of his technical knowledge, but I would actually like to leave all of his personal stuff there. I just yeah. want his technical <laughs> stuff. Now, that being said, uh, the amount of deals that we're actually reviewing and other EMP operators are asking us to do is phenomenal. I mean, M&A, are you seeing a lot of M&A activity and things going on out? In the, it seems like when you got Exxon over here, doing billions of dollars investing in it. The Permians where total energies or total energy, as total. we say in, in Texas, uh, is investing in uh, natural gas plants in the in Texas. A lot of money changing hands in Texas right now. Oh, yeah. And and those are the big ones. That's the thing about it. Like the M&A activity, we always kind of hone in on the big ones that happen. Um, but right. in between that, you've got, it, you know, small deals happening for you know, bits of acreage here and there. And it's a, it's a treadmill. It's a constant treadmill of deal activity that's happening. Even in slow times, it's more than people realize just because it doesn't necessarily make a headline every, every, uh, you know, oh, yeah. every deal that happens. It's so 
Uh, yeah, it's honestly a huge part of what we do. M&A activity, as you guys have seen, and, and our platform is, is well suited to, to evaluate that, to help surface insights, especially from offsetting wells and, and right. operators to try to basically determine, you know, help you identify the strategy of each operator and the wells they're drilling and, and what you can expect from your offsetting acreage. Um, yep. Yeah, it, but M&A activity, is, it's a nonstop uh, and, and it's only this year has been a kind of a crazy year, honestly, but we had kind of a lull um, from the big deal situation for a couple of years there. And so this right. is playing some catch up, I think. You know, um, John, with the world the way it is, we need our oil and gas more now than we I think we ever need it in the past. And I think that, that uh, nobody is saying anything different than we have COP28 going on right now. And the president of COP28 says there's no reason for climate change. And if you get rid of fossil fuel, we'll go back to the stone age. Okay. <laughs> I think that was pretty clear. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's so I think we're going to have, some, we're gonna have a lot of drilling going on. And uh, I was impressed to see the difference between the, the plays as well as the formations. When we're drilling down on deals and you're saying, you know, and it's just anywhere and in Canada and everything else, you guys got it honed down. Uh, absolutely. And it's, uh, you're exactly right. It's, it, I can't say, you never know with the media exactly where, where people's heads are when the talking heads, especially, but the, in the political side where it is, but it's a simple fact that, that, uh, you know, we, it's not going anywhere and it's a necessity for us to, to be where we're at. And that being said, you know, we're also running fewer rigs um, overall. I mean, we were up from 2020, but still, you know, you think back to the days we were running 2000 rigs. Oh, um, yeah. And our production is higher today than we were running 2000 rigs. So the efficiencies and what we've done um, have gone through the roof and almost kind of under the radar. We spent a little bit of time kind of backtracking off of some of our bad forecasting deals. The uh, the um, the investments started to get a little quiet because of some of those things. But we're now that we've quietly are running record production, record profits. Right. Um, we're doing really well with fewer um, fewer rigs running. Uh, and, you know, I think the biggest challenge today is going to end up being around the the market dynamics of what OPEC and things want to do because America continues to kind of displace and screw up with their plans. But uh, fundamentally, though, I mean, renewables uh, functionally are, are a fine idea when the technology can keep up with the demand that we need. I don't think anyone in the industry is sitting there saying we don't want renewables in any way. I think we all are cool with it right. if you get the technology in place where it functionally can give us in the same uh, same place we are now. Right. One of the biggest examples I like to use is the uh, way back when, um, it, it probably doesn't show my age, but still uh, the CFCs in aerosol cans. You remember that whole thing back when the hole in the ozone layer situation happened? And oh, yeah. It was such a big deal. Well, it's it went away because there were alternatives. There were viable alternatives that were put in the market. People adopted them just fine. The problem right. resolved itself, but the viable alternative is is key there. People are completely right. okay with with uh, changing their methods as long as it's a you know puts you doesn't cost you anything. Right. Um, so anyway, long term long story short, when the renewables get to a place where they can actually be a viable alternative for the scale of energy use that's needed. Then yep. this will be a real discussion today. It's just posturing, if you ask me. So, oh, it, it's like Saudi Arabia is using all their profits from when, uh, from oil and gas to fund their hydrogen and their transition to the renewables and everything else. Right. It's not a bad way to do it. And and John, when we take a look at Texas, God bless Texas. 
we we got more wind than California, and we got more solar than just about anybody else. We're about to pass them. We got half the energy cost as we do as California or New York. And Governor Holcomb said the other day, I know people are tired of me, but I thought it was funny when she said, oh, your energy costs are going to go up 20%. I'm like, oh, nice. And then she said, oh, by the way, next year, your energy costs are going to go up another 20%. And by within three years, you're going to be 100% more. I'm like, so that's 100. And I went to Oklahoma State and that's 140% now, Uh, you know, so. But they want to get rid of uh, fossil fuels. Yeah. John, it's just, hey, yeah, what it's, about trying to create a, out of your f- iPhone, out of a windmill? I, I haven't yeah. figured that one out yet. You got to have petrochemicals in order to get your iPhone to work. Yeah. No, I, I think you need a hammer of some kind to, to make it out of a windmill. No, you just <laughs> take it down and repurpose the parts or something. I don't Yeah, it's not really feasible. Anyway, it's silly. <laughs> it's a silly notion, but you know. It is cool though the uh, the efficiencies that we've gained and and honestly oh, yeah. we get to see, we get to see a lot of that in Well Database you know to kind of break down the type curves over time it's remarkable um, there are very strong um, trends that show that in areas and and not just the Permian but all over um, we are getting more out of left um, you know fewer yes. wells are producing more production and all in all um, honestly even when you look at the profile of the uh, the completions, the fracks, they're, they have on a per foot basis have kind of normalized in this, you know, 5,000 pounds a foot kind of situation. Right. And, and you get a little bit of variability in there, but you, you're seeing people focusing on efficiency. Um, and that's a really strong thing. It's something that's good for the industry because there was a time we were a little willy nilly. We were, we couldn't lose when oil was a hundred dollars, if you remember that. Um, yep. And we were just, you know, poking holes in the ground and getting what comes out and you couldn't care less about the science because you couldn't lose. And now we see a little bit more of a measured and efficient approach to things. And again, the data shows it. It's really nice to, to be able to see. It, you know, with the supply chain problems, uh, do you remember when the evergreen just went sideways in the <laughs> Suez Canal? That was kind of bad. Uh, boy, the supply chain broke and the EMP operators all of a sudden got real, you know, a $15 million well went to 30 million. I mean, it was crazy what the Biden uh, Bidenomics did for that bad dog. I mean, excuse me, the supply chain uh, issue. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> and so well database and thing, other tools got really, really important because if your pipe costs go to double, you better save some money somehow. Well, and that's it. Yeah, the the whole aspect of data science in general in the industry was a little bit overlooked for longer than it should have been. Um, and uh, where people dipped toes in were kind of just for to say they did it. And some machine learning projects and AI projects and things like that. But, you know, we were kind of getting a cart ahead of the horse because we had never gone down and done widespread, you know, just sophisticated analytical work sometimes it, it was these operators um not utilizing the data but as time kind of and i said you know we, we had that period where we had uh these kind of crazy forecasts that the the, uh, the investment group weren't getting the returns on because they weren't coming back and all of a sudden when all that stuff started drying up and people were like okay wait we actually have to make money now uh, we need to drill and be efficient we need to be good well, and we're you seeing it right now too in the um in the tech sector in the tech sector where the layoffs are I mean I think I read today over a quarter million jobs have been uh, laid off in the tech sector this year. Nice. Um, Oops. And they're 
focused on profitability. You know, Spotify today, don't mean to date the podcast, but they just laid off a, a sixth of their workforce again because they weren't hitting revenue projections or profit projections, not revenue projections, profit, right. which is news to tech industry, profits. But anyway, that same notion, um, it took time for it to catch on. But once it did data, the value of the data, it didn't double right. or triple, it, it quintupled. It was hugely valuable. And then beyond that, like you said, with supply chain and the cost and everything, you, know, you need more data. And honestly, you can't, you can't, right. you know, expend huge amounts of cap, uh, capex on it. And so that's where, that's where we come in. <laughs> you know, the, the fun thing is with the family and uh, offices and more people, uh, you mentioned ESG investing, and that is now changing. I mean, mm -hmm. we had uh, Bill Gates come out and say, oh, by the way, climate change is not real. I would have never expected that one. And then Larry Fink, the head of BlackRock, came out and said, oh, by the way, oil and gas and natural gas, oil and gas are OK to invest in our ESG funds. Mm -hmm. You know, John, I think it's a little amazing when you lose one point seven trillion dollars in the first half of last year, suddenly oil and gas investing. And I'm talking to so many different folks that are investing in oil and gas. The family offices love your stuff. I mean, it is important for even the smaller notes. I mean, smaller offices. Yours, yours is not just a, a Exxon product. Absolutely not. No. And that's something that's, uh, you know, fundamentally, this is a funny thing to say, but I, I've grown really to, to kind of lean on it that uh, we sell our product to users. And yes, we sign agreement with companies and that kind of thing. But we're really focused on the individual, the, the single person and how we can improve their process, their life, give them better answers, better data. Not, I mean, honestly, when I talk to people when we're doing demos, honest, they're just so frustrated that they have to spend so much time maneuvering, jacking with data, trying to make it work right so that they could start, you know, even get started with their job. I mean, it's a joke. The SPWE, I think, released a paper saying it takes seven days to do their standard evaluation based off of a uh, a survey of their members and half that time was spent getting data in a place to where it, their job can be done. So you spend right. half of your time as a data tech. Now, this is ridiculous. And yep. kind of take that step back to, to working for the people. That means that whenever we're working to make an individual's life better then the, the one person, two person people at the family office are just important to us as, you know, the major operator, uh, because we're not really talking about ExxonMobil. We're talking about, you know, Dave, the reservoir engineer who needs his data so that he can do his right. job. That's where our focus is. And what we found is that if we do that well, then the results bubble up and the company wins by virtue of all of its employees winning. So it also means yeah. that we can pay attention to the little guy, the consultant, the, yeah. the tiny companies, service companies, anybody, you know, it, it makes us, you know, more viable across the board. You know, what's kind of goofy is, you know, I get CEO, you know, being the CEO of my company, I let the employees push me around like my wife. Did I say that? Uh, so any... Uh, yeah, no, we don't want them to know it either. But when, when you sit back and take a look at uh, whether or not how all of this plays in uh, as a CEO, you take a CEO and he's sitting there, I got to save money. How do I get my investors to know that I'm saving money or my profitability? You have done a great job with being able to make those uh, landmen, those geologists, those people evaluating deals more profitable with their time in making money for that executive and that CEO. So when I talk to other CEOs, they're sitting there kind of going, well, you know, I, and they're they're I'm hearing them say these decisions and my information in order to make that decision are taking too long. So, mm -hmm. you know, your data no, is critical. 
No, you're exactly right. And our platform is geared for that. I think we had a great a testimonial from a customer the other day. It was awesome. I think he was on a train. Um, I think he was in Europe working on U.S. assets, but he was on a train and his stop was like five minutes away. So and he got an email for like an emergency, very small deal, like five wells. Well, what does this look like? You know, we need to know in now, like we have no time. This is a he said he opened a well database um, while on the train, used the connectivity that was there that he could get. I don't know Wi-Fi on trains. I don't spend a lot of time on trains. Couldn't but, have been real good. <laughs> no, he pulled up those wells. He ran his uh, quick tight curve on them, did a, a quick economics look on them, just the back of the envelope uh, EURs. Yeah. He looked on offset wells to make sure he wasn't missing anything. He looked at any permits outstanding, and he said he composed an email with the results, screenshots, everything he needed, and a go, no go answer, and exactly. closed his laptop before it was time to get off the train. So that was amazing. <laughs> But yeah, definitely, that's the thing about it. It's it's uh, that's that's what gets you out of bed in the morning, John. I can tell the way you were talking about it. for our podcast listeners, his eyes kind of glue, you know, lit up a little bit. That's what gets you out of bed in the morning, isn't it? it no, it's great. It's a thing that I actually beat my head against the wall quite a bit when I talk to uh, some some <laughs> potential users. I'm like, okay, what are you trying to accomplish? Because they will be jumping through all of these hoops when all they really want is an EUR or something like that. And I was like, well, right. If I can, I can show you a little database. We can do that in two clicks rather than like six exports and five Excel spreadsheets and combine. I mean, you're just jumping through all these suits because like you didn't have these options before. And now you do. <laughs> so let's rethink the way we're doing this. And once, once you can get them to step back and tell you exactly what they want and you show them that it can be done in two steps versus 20, uh, we, you don't lose a deal in that situation. Um, and, and again, like you said, it all blows up. If we make everybody at a company more efficient with their time, quicker to make decisions. The, the company as a whole win, you know, but we the investors the win. The, yeah. All yeah. stakeholders win. Right. So, the, yeah. One the, of the other things about Well Database is so well done, the APIs and the hook ends on this. A shout out to Combo Curve because they have a strength with financial forecasting. Mm-hmm. Ah, so that goes back to my other CEO comment when he's over there beating on me for saying, hey, wait a minute, what about this deal? Uh, forecasting financial, well, wait, what if this and what if that? So you have a plug in and we go to well database with combo curve. Are you coming in over here? Pow. I'm yeah. like, so if you're on a five minute train and you've got a CEO with a spear in your back, you might be able to make dinner. <laughs> right. No, that's it. Well, and all credit to combo curve because, um, we as, you know, technical people who started Well Database, we reached out to every popular software and like, do you nice. want to integrate? Do you want to integrate? Do you want to integrate? Like our goal was just to integrate with as many software as we can. And we hit dead end after dead end. This wow. industry is not really used to wanting to collaborate and people with good faith, like, I just want to make my data go into your platform. That's it. I don't want anything else. And right. uh, yeah, we just kind of bang our heads against the wall. And so over time, we've been able to make inroads in a lot of software. PhD, PhD one was another one that was good to do. But Combo nice. Curve was the first one that went, that jumped out and was like, yeah, let's build connectors. Let's do this. Let's do that. And um, now, cool if is that? Got, yeah, if you got Combo Curve, you have the connector that rolls in. If you're using Well Database, you can export directly to a Combo Curve, that the uh, file that'll import into Combo Curve. And that's just what our users need. Like you need to be able to do the job you need to do wherever right. it needs to be done. You don't need handcuffs. You need freedom to to move around. Yeah. So no, it's like hats off the combo curve for for uh, 
spearheading that that kind of API yeah. connection. And we need more softwares doing that. And if you if you got a software issue out there, and you got I got freaks that work for me that are just absolute. They enjoy the headache of disparate business systems. So, I mean, that's the kind of fun thing that's out there and uh, yeah. you got to have the right tools. And that's why we picked the right tools. Well, John, we got about another minute or two here. What's coming around the corner for you? I hear you may be at NAEP. So that'll be oh, pretty yeah. cool. So, Absolutely. No, looking forward to, to NAEP and uh, some of the, uh, you know, I'm hoping to see resurgence and some deals out there so we can look at them and maybe get some evaluations and then see some more activity roll. I remember the day, old days in NAEP with big posters on every booth. Oh, Things yeah. like uh, people putting sold signs on their maps. I, mean, I want to see some of that again. That was fun. Um, but yeah, we're coming into NAEP. We've got a lot of stuff brewing, some more economic tools to kind of make your job easier. Oh. We're, we're working on a data marketplace where we can start allowing you to get some third-party data it's act on top of the public oh. data all in one platform it's going to be super clean and easy uh so next year is going to be a really really fun year for us oh isn't that great oh, i'll yeah. tell you what i i do love your uh, staff and i want to shout out to aaron for helping put this together so uh you got some good people working for you as well oh, no yeah. i don't know how i got lucky yeah especially with aaron she's amazing so yeah isn't that double great? the shout out to aaron for that well john how do people get a hold of you and what's the best way we're going to have your linkedin information in the show notes um, but what's your website? It's welldatabase.com. It's that easy on one word, well database. And um, we're on LinkedIn. We obviously stay pretty active on LinkedIn and even even uh, X these days, we still post there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, if you want to reach me uh, directly, you can shoot me an email, jferrell at welldatabase.com. I know you're probably not supposed to give out your emails on podcasts, but I don't care. I, do, I like talking to people. So anyway. <laughs> How fun. All right. We are going to have a lot of blast. And uh, my name is Stu Turley, President and CEO of the Sandstone Group. Thank you all very much for listening to the Energy News Beat podcast. And we will see you guys soon.